0: Steve Mathis production. Check it out, PulpMX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com and when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com
1: to show your support.
0: It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com.
1: The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Welcome to the RacerX Podcast Show, brought to you by BTOsports.com. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. This is the Las Vegas Review slash Season Review podcast. We didn't do one in Salt Lake City. We're not going to talk about Salt Lake City. So if you want to know about Salt Lake City, you're out of luck on this one. But too bad. But thanks to btosports.com for for coming on board. And my hosts, my co-hosts, Jason Thomas. Hello. That's where you say hello. And Jason again, Weege, what's up?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, no Vegas for you, Weege, but you watched it.
1: Yeah, um, I think, I'm not sure what was the race like in person. On TV, it was actually pretty exciting, considering the nothing-on-the-line race. I, I thought it was pretty riveting. Did it seem that way in the building, or did the TV um, people just make it that way?
2: No, it was good. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, a yeah, told Mac and Kambarsha in the shootout, and a good battle for second in the 450s. And, of right. course, Jason Thomas making uh, the main
1: event.
0: Ending the year. I would I like, two like to just point row. out that that's two in a row. Yes. So yeah. keep me at home
1: Yes. Um, JT, so you're finally finding your stride here.
0: Yeah,
2: and Dan Feld could only put 17 races on.
0: I know exactly what a scheduling bummer.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, you need
0: the chase format.
2: <laughs> we are running out of city- totally. I
0: would be right in there.
2: <laughs> we were running out of cities to go to. <laughs> uh, JT, <laughs> so what exactly do you credit? Do you credit your strategy of finishing practice and running over to the Monster Energy pool? Were the chicks were in bikinis, as maybe part of the reason why you were so successful?
0: I credit my strategy to lots of people being hurt. Okay. That was my main uh, strategy going in, and it worked out. Okay, all
2: right, yeah. Um, how did the race go for you, bud? Uh,
0: this weekend, it was all right. We had a, a bike issue. Um, my, basically, what was happening was, Every time I come out of Thunder Alley and shift into third gear, uh, it would jump out of gear. So uh, it was just kind of scary. I was short-shifting it and doing stuff to basically avoid third gear around the track. And uh, I didn't really know what was wrong with it. They they thought they had an idea. Uh, our spare motor was was broken. Um, <laughs> so we were just kind of winging it.
2: Your spare motor was uh, broken.
0: Yeah, was just... It was just a bad situation. Like we were, you know, we were going into the weekend, and we were just praying nothing went wrong. And of course, whenever that happens, you know, you know something's going to go wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it was all right. I mean, it worked out. I made the main event, and you know, just in the main, I, it was doing it really bad. And I didn't really want to get hurt over something stupid. The last race of the year, so I just kind of took it easy and put the laps in. And you know, I, I don't know. It wasn't Wasn't that great? I didn't feel very good about the the main event, but right. Uh, it's just you know, what else are you gonna
2: do? Uh, on our Friday Pulpomex Show Friday edition, you were talking about the roost in Thunder Alley. Uh, any better?
0: Uh, I wore no. I wore an under protector. First time I've worn one in years.
2: Oh, okay. To avoid yeah.
0: it, yeah. Uh, it was it was bad as usual. <laughs> and uh, you know, in the main event, I wasn't really around anybody. I was kind of by myself. I was with Bowers for a minute, um, but it all in the start, the start of the heat, and the start of the main event. I could not believe how bad it hurt like it was it was incredible. <laughs> so. Right. Even with even with an underprotector on like my face and my hands and everything. But right. uh it was bad. I like Gerky Gerky ran handguards just because of that one section.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and uh yeah, well, again he ran over to the monster pool uh in between practices. I've never seen that before, but it must have worked.
1: I, I saw that on t- via Twitter. This is the real deal.
2: Yeah.
0: It yeah. was just on the way over. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It was on I yeah. was in between my trucks all right. well, my sponsor's truck and the track. And I saw my friend Joel over there and Chuck Baldwin, and I stopped over to say hello.
2: Yeah, you look pretty comfy m- sitting much there. Much ado
0: about nothing.
1: All uh-uh. right.
2: Okay. Sure. Whatever you got to tell yourself, bud.
1: Uh, yeah, well, we've seen it. That, but, you, you know, know at Nationals, what? when it's pretty hot weather, you know, the guys used to – and that famous picture of uh, Wyndham and, and Lusk in, in the kiddie pool at the Kenworthys. Yeah. Or something like that. Or yeah. Redbud. So, yeah. I mean – that's what you do I mean, to cool
2: down. Yeah, it's funny how his hair looked really good too after practice, like almost like he went in and maybe fixed it up a little bit. Just, just saying.
0: No, no, it's always like
2: that. Oh, okay, all right. Um, uh-huh. So uh, Ryan Dungey won. He pretty much cleaned house, um, and and the Geico Honda guys won both their main events and went one, two in the shootout. Uh, Mitch Payton should just hang it up, huh? We each just, just maybe get out of racing.
1: You know, I'm more concerned if I were that team with some of the other issues um, as far as outdoors goes than um, what happened in Supercross because no one seems to remember, I keep saying this, last year Geico Honda won the East of Barsha and with three laps to go in the West Main, you thought that Tomac was going to win the West. Yeah. And the 2010 series ended with Kennard winning outdoors. So at this time last year it was, oh, man, I think the tables have turned. Right. Um, and then could have turned any more the other direction. It was like 181 degrees or something yeah. the way it turned outdoors. I think the bigger issue for Pro Circuit is Wilson's hurt, Ratch racing bumped up. Um, they have more problems to worry about, I think, than just what happened in Vegas right now.
2: Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little trivia question here. Uh, Mitch Payton has swept both titles four times, and now Geico has done it for the first time, swept east and west. There's one other manufacturer that has swept teammates that has swept East and West. Can anyone oh. tell me who they were in what year? You two no, Motor the, the poster on the door. Huffman
1: and Lusk. Yeah. yeah exactly. No, yeah. it
0: was Huff, yeah, it was Huffman Lusk
1: or
0: Huffman and Swink?
2: Huffman and Lusk.
0: Okay, Huffman and Lusk.
1: And then did they also 90. win with uh, they won one in the eighties like that, didn't they?
2: Ninety four. Well, I can't get I can't figure out if Willie Surratt was on the team or not. But if you take I, Willie Surratt Surratt as being on the factory team, which I don't believe he was, but if he was, then him and Tishner
1: did it. Oh, was he, like you mean on a Suzuki, but not on the team?
2: Right, right.
0: Yep. Oh, I see. My, yeah, I'm not sure. My favorite So, oh.
2: Anyways, well, it wasn't as hard as I thought, apparently.
0: Um, <laughs> well, we're much smarter than you, so.
2: that, that is an ex- That's an excellent point. Hey, uh, this is a question I, talked, I touched on in observations a little bit. JT, uh, we were obviously pumping up Millsaps and Brayton and Weimer and and these guys as taking a step up, but uh, Dungy comes back and, and I mean he, he you know he pretty much almost wins, uh, he wins Salt Lake City, crashing, and he dominates in Vegas. So nothing much has changed with those second tier guys. I mean, did did they get any better or is it just like that's the way our sport works? Uh, I
0: think. Yeah, I don't think a whole lot changed. Uh, Maybe confidence-wise, you know, they Mm -hmm. went to the line and and they got better starts and all that stuff. But um, going into Vegas, I was pretty certain that Dungy was going to beat those guys pretty bad Uh, just because he's so good at Vegas. Um, But it it seemed like it there for a bit at Salt Lake, you know. Like um, Obviously, Dungy didn't look great at Seattle. um, And then Salt Lake. He wasn't, you know, he had problems all day, with uh, crashes and bike problems, and you know, wasn't turning in the best lap times and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was kind of in doubt, and then it just seemed like he came out of Vegas and was like, "No, no, no. Listen, guys, this is how it is. <laughs> yeah, kind of ride, you know."
2: So I, th- I think uh, if, uh, if he had, hadn't had those problems in Salt Lake, he literally probably had, what, five laps of practice, six laps of practice in Salt Lake, maybe.
0: Maybe a little bit more? Yeah, maybe, maybe a little more, but not okay. a lot. Yeah, if he, he sure. hadn't had
2: those problems in Salt Lake, it might have been over there, too.
0: Well, I, I would say with him getting taken out and still catching Davey at the end and winning, you know, it was give no him worry. that kind of start like at okay. Vegas, he would have probably done the same thing. Okay. Um.
2: Why again? Um, great ride for Millsaps in Vegas. Really good. And uh, um, showed that he's he's was for real this year and, he had to go to the races to see how good he was, but, you know, he, he may not have been on Dungy's level, but he was, he was very, very good.
1: Well, he made sure to remind me, here's, here's something I've gotten from Millsaps a few times this year but I've never, ever dealt with with the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's reading stories, reading Twitter. He's really interested in the interpretation of his performance this year. I think he's taken a lot of pride mm-hmm. in his riding this year and how well he's done. And he's really interested in in how people are taking that, and uh, I went back and forth texting with him on Sunday where he's like, "I got second in the series. I feel like I don't get enough credit for it. You know I rode my heart out because he really did ride well. I mean he did not have a good start mm-hmm. um, you know he and he what passed Weimer went off the track, came back, got him again, battled him I mean millsap's trademark I don't think has ever been you know wow, he put in a hard charge, um, but this year, I think there's a lot of races where he really could say he did mm-hmm. um And I think the fact that he cares so much to say, hey, man, I just want you to know I had a worse start than you think, or I just want you to know how hard I've been working. I've never seen him have that attitude before. I think it really shows. Um, Something has clicked with him.
2: Yeah. Um, You know, before the season – You had him on your
1: show a couple weeks ago. You kind of alluded to that. You're saying it seems like he's almost enjoying racing more. He doesn't ever – he
2: doesn't doesn't take that, as you know. He doesn't take those those, – those bites. He doesn't doesn't believe in that. He's too good with the media. He's too good at telling you what you want to hear. You know what I mean? He's never. I don't think he's ever going to admit how dark and depressing it got at different points for him. You know?
1: No. We have to just kind of figure that out. So yeah, that's I think what I'm so. kind of interpreting so. here. I can tell he's more enthusiastic. He'll never say it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get to that second, let's 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 concentrate. We all thought Villapoto would win. We did a preseason podcast. It was two hours long. It was us three. Uh, then Ping joined uh, – Ping replaced JT for the lights class. But for the 450 class, it was us three idiots. It was almost two hours long. And we, we – well, again, you pulled a bunch of clips. Good job on that, by the way. You pulled a bunch of clips um, from our preseason stuff. I, I imagine JT, these make Weege look really smart and us really dumb. But we didn't put the effort in to do it. So we deserve this.
1: But well, anyway. You're lucky I actually wanted to – I wanted to record a few clips today myself. Yeah. And insert them in there, but <laughs> ran out of time.
2: Right? You'd be like, I just could feel Bobby Canari breaking out this year. I could really feel it, guys.
1: <laughs> You're going to see Millsaps get second in points.
2: Yeah. I see Wyndham <laughs> pushing it. I see Wyndham pushing it, possibly breaking a hand.
1: Villapoto will win the title but not make it to the end of the season.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> i mean, good, too. But I think we all had Villapoto as a champion, I think, didn't we? Uh, I mean, I, th- I might have been a little more on the Stewie bandwagon. Than most, but uh, I think we all picked Villapoto to win. But the, the um, JT we?
1: was on the very non-committal bandwagon. Uh, imagine that. Yeah.
2: Oh, 'cause Chad. That's
1: where I
0: permanently reside, by the way.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah. what we what we did talk about was the big news was Ryan Dungey switching to KTM. He won four main events, two of them without his main competition there, but they all count in the record books. So four main events, and one quicker than any of us thought uh, at round two. But we all talked about this in the preseason podcast, so perhaps we should go back and talk, listen to uh, JT ask, or get, JT got asked, Will Dungey uh, win a race? That's where we were at before the season. Will he win a race? Pretty hard to believe now, but that's where we were at. So let's uh, let's listen here. Last year. does does the podium? Does he win a race, JT?
0: Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I definitely wouldn't be surprised. And as the poli- I, think there- does- I think he has all the tools. Right. And there's going to be situations where everything plays out, and if he gets a lead, he's you know he's yeah. very uh, competent of handling the lead, and he, yeah. he knows how to win. So. All
2: right. So JT pretty noncommittal, but I mean you, you know he said he has all the tools. So
1: well, there's a there's a clip on there also where we, we JT comments. We we each comment on the bike, and we're we're all pretty much in agreement that they've got to. Steep mountain to climb, and I think each one of the cliffs we were somewhat proven wrong since so they won the second race. Yeah, of the, year. the second race. Um, um, so go ahead and pick one of those if you want. We yeah. all kind of look bad on this one. Yeah, math. This oh. is
2: this is me talking about uh, about Dunge. My point is, is that bike will be better in 2013 than it will be in 2012. And you sure. d- and and you know you got to walk before you can run. And I I, <laughs> I mean this this thing's an all new bike, an all new motor, new frame, chassis, everything. And yeah, they're going to be close on it. They're going to kind of know what they're doing with it, but it's it's not going to be as good as a Suzuki. I don't care what anybody says. And it's going to take some time for everybody to learn what what makes this bike work. And at the level that he's at, those small changes on your bike can mean a lot. I, I don't see him being as good, and I see it being a learning year, Weege, only in the sense of the team and the bike. All right, so like I said, I said it would take time, and it took 20 laps at A1. Like, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't specify how long it would take. It just took time. And the first round of Supercross is the time. It is elapsed time. So, I think I'm right there. It took there. seven days. Yes, seven days. Seven days. So, um, yeah. Uh, here, well, again, here's what you had to say about it.
1: He's not He's, getting it done. But I had to say it. Like, I do feel like in my mind right now, I'm looking at it's hard to pull. It's hard to pick between Villapoto, Stewart, and Reed. But, Dungey, I feel like you can find holes where that might – he might not be able to run with them. Or the other three, man, it's hard to pick a favorite, you know? All right, so. Well, I mean, what I meant by that was that he was going to break his collarbone. <laughs> right. That wasn't a comment on the bike.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. The bike
1: I figured solid.
2: Uh. I think we were all wrong. We were all wrong on this. The, the Good job to KTM guys. They figured that thing out. And they had some issues in San Diego. And they had some issues at another race in the whoops. They're probably not where they want to be. But uh, pretty good job, huh, JT?
0: Yeah, I would say it's fair to say. You know, a fair assessment that we underestimated how they would come into the season. I thought they could get there by the middle to end of the season, but I didn't expect them to win the second race. I promise you that.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah,
1: and in the second race, remember, he did get the whole shot, and the other guys had problems. But even Anaheim won. He was right there in the battle with Reed and Stewart there for second, almost like he would have been the year before. Right, right off the bat, it was like, uh, same guys, same spots. Yeah,
2: color color change, but nothing else.
1: Yeah, he was, it was really impressive.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, JT, you did not win the title, but we discussed your chances of what your chances were to win the Supercross title. Are you looking forward to perhaps getting your first Supercross title championship this year?
0: Yeah, you know this this year. Uh, just you know, every Close every last year, year about this time, yeah. I kind of uh, kind of debate what's important, and uh, figure this you know this year is as good as any. Might as well. Might as well pick up that first title. It's only, uh, I figure 16th year, might as well go for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, show your cards now. Like, lay it all out.
0: Yeah, i kind of been holding back a little bit. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to, uh, Mm you know, really, like, lay it out there and uh, just kind of sneak up on everybody later in my career and clean up and kind of the cat's out of the bag. It's time to go.
2: Yeah. Well, JT, you actually um, had the worst year of your career, would you say?
0: Yeah, maybe I came in a little overconfident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah,
2: you need a new attitude, my, my adjustment. Title, my
0: title was uh, probably over by round two. I think I was mathematically eliminated. <laughs>
2: wow, not a good year for you, buddy. Uh, uh, but uh, I mean, you're, you had some good rides in San Diego, but it seemed like whatever could go wrong did. Well, whenever you didn't need to crash, you did. Whenever you, yeah. whenever you got a good start, you went riding well and couldn't take advantage of it. You know what I mean?
0: Like Yeah, anyway. it was just kind yeah. of a Murphy's Law type year where like, mm-hmm. you know, anything that can go wrong will.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, we got a clip uh, here that says uh Mathis who will win the title. Uh I am not sure. Did I say something pretty dumb in here? Well, again. No, we each well, say what I just heard each of
1: our answers on that.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Uh well let's play that. Yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna but I'm gonna change my pick and go with Ryan Villapoto because he has the the least amount of change out of anybody. James wanted off that bike really bad, and I don't care how much JT tells me that uh, it's a, you know it's gonna it's only gonna share the name Yamaha with his LNM bike. I don't I don't buy that. It's still a frame, still a motor. He wanted off that bike really bad, so I'm going with Villapoto. Dungy's got too much change. Reed. Coming in maybe a little bit behind, Canard coming in a little
0: bit behind. Benji has too much change, as in like money.
2: Yeah, too much money, too much. Cha- he too much probably, change in his pocket. He probably literally does have a lot of change. <laughs> All right, so
1: there we go. I think that was fair. Yeah. Um, well, what would happen is at the beginning you had said that um, you had picked Stewart last year. Um, I did. You're changing your yep. pick for this year yeah. with uh, with yeah, Philipoto. Right. but that was one of the stories. Obviously, coming into the year was how much of an improvement. Um would Stewart make with J.J.R.? And I think that was the obvious question. How much of an improvement? I don't think anyone thought it would not be an improvement. It was just how much of an improvement yeah. would it be? No well, one was expecting a regression.
2: Did We We got a regression, right? We got, I mean, he was better on the L&M bike.
0: I mean, he won more races. I don't know. I mean, it's not a, it was so hit and miss. I mean, at mm-hmm. Oakland, there's no way you could argue that he was better on the L&M bike. There's just no way. He owned that race. He followed Chad around, you know, waited on him and then passed him, and then, you know, slowly pulled away. Like, no problem. No close calls. No big deal. Just won. What are you talking about? A- Wait a minute. What are you what talking do you about? When? This year? Yeah, at Oakland.
2: Oh, I thought you said Anaheim. Okay. Oakland. No, Oakland. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I agree that obviously the flashes of brilliance were maybe <clears throat> uh, less you know, less prevalent, but still, there were there were moments like that where it didn't seem like he was regressing at all.
2: Okay. All right.
1: I don't know. There were a lot more moments the year before he won more races and was still actually in the points right down to the end. I mean, he was way, way back in points really early uh, in this one. By the time they got out of California, he was pretty much out. Yeah. Uh, the title, let's not. I don't know. It just wasn't good. Actually, we have a we have a clip that you could play here where we, we ask because you had a little JGR analysis since they were working on your bikes this year. Yeah, uh, and,
2: and JT JT, uh, you talk about Stu's bike right here.
0: after being behind the scenes, you know, because we're running JGR stuff too, and uh, getting a look at how different his bike looks and the changes they made and the progress they've made, mm-hmm. I, I think. I think he's going to be good. Uh, that's not saying he's going to win the title or right. win every race, but I think he's going to be better than well, he was.
2: My, my my question was, does he start Anaheim 1 on the same level as Ryan Villopoto looks to be?
0: Yeah, I do. Okay. I think so. Yeah. All
2: right. So, yeah, J, uh, JT, you missed on that one. Swung a miss, bro.
0: He said the, he said it of the top time. Did he not?
2: At Anaheim 1? Yes or no? I don't know. Did he?
0: Did he? Yes or no. In the race? On the Dunlop. Did he set the fast lap time? Oh, That's in practice. Need... In practice. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just need a yes or no answer.
2: <laughs> is this is how we're going to do it? Is, this, is it going to be angry?
0: Is, is it gonna... You said, Well, no, no. The question was, does he start <laughs> on the same level as Brian Bill Poto? And you said, I missed on that one.
2: Well, I just don't think his bike was better. And you're just taking one single practice of the year.
0: No, the question was... Okay,
2: all right. All right. Got it. <laughs> um, much debate uh, before the season on who was going to be the the best of the rest. Um, You know, we each kind of picked a guy. I don't even know if JT picked a guy or not. but
1: uh, Yeah, we, we eventually did. We, we got we, something we got out, of out of him?
2: Okay, we got out something Yeah, out we of got
1: them? JT. Okay. <laughs> JT was only non-committal on the championship. All right. But everything else we had to answer.
2: Okay, all right. So here's what JT had to say uh, and you, Weege on the on the next, the best of the rest after the and I think we assumed Kennard would be there early on, and, you know, we saw it happen there. Yeah, right?
1: well, this was actually, we were saying, who did we think would finish sixth? Yeah. Assuming that the big five would all be healthy. Whoops. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Who? Wyndham.
0: That's my that's my opinion. Right. Wyndham. Just, just over 17 races because he doesn't crash a lot, and he's pretty consistent. Even on his bad nights, he gets ninth, you know.
2: Well, again, you say I Brighton?
0: Yeah, I mean K dub's hard to argue and, and that's
1: the thing, like if anyone that bridges the gap puts the like one leg in, one leg out to that group. Mm-hmm. So we know on certain nights Wyndham is in that group. But um I think out of this poll, if you want to say they're like second tier of guys, I think Brighton has the most things going for him right now.
2: Okay. Well imagine that. Took Brighton.
1: Yeah. And, and I know it's very biased.
2: here's, here's my question. Weimar finished 37 points back of Millsaps. Brayton finished nine. Brayton missed the main. Weimer missed the main. Will Saps did not. Millsaps was one of only two guys to, to make every race. Um, make make Finish every race, anyways. So, do we just give Weege, JT, do we give Weege the Brayton thing? Because Brayton missed the main event?
0: Or do we say that's no, part of it? No, I mean, of, if, okay, if okay. we're going to disregard Miss the Main events, I had a great year.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. good. <laughs> all right, I'm just trying to see if I mean I, don't, I mean I'll,
0: I'll, if you, that's what we're going to go with, I will take it and I will run to every sponsor I have and bring that up. <laughs> okay,
2: all right. So so Millsaps gets it. That's it. Brighton missed the main. So nine points. Uh, yeah, nine points back. Brayton was of Millsaps, but uh, and he, you know, but then again, nine points is twelfth place. And Brayton missed L.A. Maine. There's no way the he, guarantee he's going to get twelfth. He could do worse, you know. So. It's not like it was like a shoe in, he had to just make the main to beat Millsaps in the points.
0: No, and I don't know I, I do I do wanna bring that. up that I did pick Millsaps. Whenever we did the mid season or one of the race podcasts, I picked Millsaps. to uh,
2: well, you know, we yeah, I think halfway through we said, Okay, who's gonna rise above the, the pack? And and but we don't yeah. have that audio, JT. We don't have that. Uh here's my well, pick though. I think-
1: I remember doing
2: that. Here's, we did this. Yeah, we did I do I But you don't. We each picked the guy. I think I might have picked Weimer. Um or Brayton.
1: Um no you have a Demathis, you 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 pick somebody. Next after yeah. the big five, you picked guy. Yeah, I
2: know for the preseason one, but I mean for the mid season one that JT's now claiming about, Oh okay. So, uh, but yeah here's my picks. Different. Who That can be
0: like five seconds. Who's going over to over twenty laps.
2: Who's gonna finish assuming nobody gets hurt, which is a big assumption. Who be who finishes the the after who finishes sixth place after the top five? If we're all going, if we're saying the top five is the best, who finishes in that sixth place?
1: Oh, uh, that was just you asking the question. I'll tell you who your answer oh. was. Your answer was short.
2: Ah, okay. Wasn't yeah. that wasn't that bad?
1: No, it wasn't a bad choice. I mean, obviously the injuries make the whole thing yeah hard to it figure really out. Reese Brayton and Millsaps literally did race each other. I mean, uh, all year long. You don't had, really know.
2: Brayton almost had a broken leg. And he still raced. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like he almost got claimed. He did. He did the the, the closest you can come to not getting hurt. Yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, truly, uh, you know, in Vegas w- with Weimer, Brayton, and Millsap, you could throw, I mean, Weimer or Millsap's road probably the best in Vegas. But man, these guys are close. These three guys, and I would throw Metcalf in there, but something happened to Metcalf. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he
1: didn't he didn't rise to the occasion. I mean definitely the opportunity was there. Yeah, his
2: bike broke uh, in Vegas, but his bike broke in Vegas, but you know, I mean Yeah. Um Um Well hey, we we'll okay. I, I, I wanna touch on Stuart a little bit, but then I was thinking to myself right now, maybe we'll leave that for our for our motocross preview podcast next week. Yeah. So we right. won't really touch on I mean, we know it's on the Suzuki thing, it's it's out there, it's it's obviously you know, the deal, but we'll we'll Let's suffice to say, none of us saw him having this shitty of a season with the JGR guys, and, and, you know, and we'll, go, we'll, go, we'll go from there.
0: But Somebody may want to warn him that you want to touch on him, by the way.
2: What about what about Michael Essie? Now, cool. switched from KTM 350 to a Moto Concepts bike, made out of plastic, powered by little jets, I heard. But um, he ended up getting six in the points which is his best ever finish I would believe. Probably,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's had many most years he doesn't even make it through every
0: round.
2: Yeah. Um JT better than you thought?
0: Uh no, pretty much what I predicted actually in the preseason podcast. I would say <laughs> I would say I was I was spot on.
2: All right. well let's play the let's play there's a clip here me and you are battling over Leslie. Let's listen.
0: Um
2: Michael Lessy, though, let's talk about the the rider on the team, the the captain of the team, uh, Michael Lessy. What do we see him doing?
0: Ooh, that's <laughs> going to be a tough for uh, him, man. Getting good starts and doing the same thing he always did. I, I I
2: might argue that he's going to do worse than he's ever done in Supercross. I, I'm not confident of the the machine and his father Tony running the program. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Um, <laughs> You know, I I, read I think that. his bike's
0: pretty good. I, I really do. Y-
2: you think they're going to know think, what they're doing, think, and they're going to they're going to be testing, and they're going to they're going to really know? I mean, by all accounts, according to Mike Gossler, who knows a thing or two, Mike Alessi is the worst test rider he's ever seen.
0: Right, but I he, heard, but uh, only I, I just think I think last year the equipment he was on, what he started on, was not very good. That that 450 was really outdated. Right. Uh, it just wasn't a great bike. And I think the bike he's starting on now is, is a pretty good bike. A production Suzuki is pretty good. Doesn't It take, doesn't take a lot of work to make it really good. So I think his bike's going to be good. I think he's going to get good starts. He always has. His bike's fast. Um, so I, I think he's in a good spot. I, I don't see him taking a turn for the worse. Okay. I, I think he's going to be on as good or better of a bike than he was on last year for Supercross, in my okay. opinion. I uh, think it's weight-wise and all that stuff, that, do, that ATM 450 was way, way out of date. I disagree. Okay.
1: I agree with Mathis. I'm going to go with Mathis on this one. Ah, I suck think, it, uh, suck oh, JT. Dude, I think And everyone,
0: what, what is worse? That's, that's, that is what I want to know. What do we consider worse than he was? Because last year wasn't good.
2: Yeah, and I think he's going to do worse.
0: That's what I'm saying, though. We have to define worse we can at least know who was right.
2: Worst placing in the points. Worst finishes in, in, moto, in, the, in the mains.
0: I think okay. Mike is going to be it'll so be a definitive. We'll be able to look back and definitively say, yep, he was definitely better yes. in 2011. Yes. Okay, I disagree. Okay. We'll, we will see, though. That's the great part about this podcast is we will get to actually.
2: Generally, see. seeing myself proven right is the nice part in this podcast.
0: Here well, we you haven't Last ever done year. that, so I'm sure it will be one day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: that's great stuff.
2: Right? That's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, I was wrong.
0: should It so was I. I, I thought he wrote a 450. I just was just cringing the entire time at my stupidity. Yeah. Over the 450 part, but I did nail the other part pretty good. I thought. Ah, well, yeah. later on we did say,
1: hey, JT was actually on the 350, but we realized it's not like that was. Giving him an advantage in any way, shape, or form. So, it's yeah. just pick your poison.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I no, really just matter.
1: felt pretty, pretty dumb
0: not knowing that. But whatever.
2: Um, no, he. I mean, you know what? We he was good. Uh, the, the injuries make it really tough. As Wiegand said earlier, the injuries make it really tough to, uh, to make him make any kind of judgments on these guys. But overall, I mean, he. You know, he he he, he, almost, he almost got a couple podiums, and you know, Vegas was terrible for him, Whole shot and fade back, but. Um. yeah, I, I, I might have been wrong. I've been a little bit wrong on that one.
0: Maybe a little bit.
2: That's all I'm going to give you. That's it.
0: Shades Shades of wrong is what you're giving me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure – I think we laid it out as to definitively worse. Uh, worse. We than were the pretty point, specific, weren't we?
2: <laughs> we were pretty specific, weren't we? Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just didn't think that they, those guys could get – get a good testing program together get get everything together and uh you know they did pretty well Jake Canada also did I mean who would have thought saw that and
0: I had to be fair though I had I had some insight because I had already been racing with him in Europe some yeah so I I had been talking to Tony and I knew where they were with the bike and I knew well, you know what I mean Tony was really forthcoming with me because he wanted to pick my brain about all things Suzukis and uh so I, I knew where they were. I knew how much development they had already done, and how much testing they'd done with MB One and all this stuff. So uh, it was, you know, whatever. I, I was right, but I, I feel like it wasn't, you know, yeah, so much of a fair fight because you were making the points that they weren't going to be testing and all this stuff, but I knew they were already way past all that. So okay, I'll uh, give you give you a little break.
2: All right, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, we also talked about uh, um, sleepers you want to go sleepers or guys who struggle for us? Let's go sleepers. Well, again, this okay. is uh this is your sleeper. I, I don't even and I haven't heard these clips, so I'm not quite sure. But here's here's your sleeper pick for the year.
1: Um, but I think the rider who's going to be um most flash of the brilliance, most oh, he almost showed he could run with those guys and better than he was last year. I'm actually gonna go with Millsaps on that one.
2: Oh, <laughs> 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 Imagine That's
1: that making. Imagine, uh,
2: imagine that one making the, the clip show.
1: Yeah, I just, I, that was pretty much my whole goal here. Well, I've been three hours editing this to look, make sure that I got on the you're, program here.
2: You're tight with the JGR guys. Um, you know what's going on a little bit. Uh, what'd you see? What'd you
1: think? I mean, well, two things happened. They begrudgingly were giving him credit, um, <laughs> and then yeah. give him for them to, to give him... No yeah, <laughs> for them to give Millsaps any credit at all, he must really, really deserve it. Because they rarely say, I believe it was in Phoenix that Coy was sitting next to us in the press box, and he said, I just told them, just do two yeah. laps in a row hard.
2: Please do. So I do begged th- him. I begged him to do two laps yeah. hard. I begged him. <laughs>
1: exactly. So when I heard them saying some pretty good things, um, uh, that obviously helped. But the, the, the inside information I had was from Rob Bitis, who told me all these great things about Millsaps, and you would think, how this, this guy works for Parts Unlimited? What's he got to do with anything? However, he in 2005 predicted Ivan Tedesco would win the lights outdoor title when most people had were not even he wasn't even on the radar. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Usually, when Bida speaks, I listen. He threw that one out there. I heard about him losing all his weight, all this other stuff. I figured Stewart coming on board would help him. Add it all up.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and uh, as I wrote today, uh, contract motivation, too. I, I think that's something there. I really do.
1: Well, it can go two ways, though, there, because, you know, I think the fear the JGR guys had was, you know, Millsaps went from being a high-paid guy. You've you got to put in the same amount of work, regardless of what the paycheck is in this sport, and they were worried that he was making so much less money than he was three years earlier. Mm-hmm. He was just going to not be motivated, but it actually seems like it worked the other way.
2: Still better than you thought, though, again. Didn't, didn't think it would go this Uh-oh. well.
1: Yeah. No, no, I don't think, I, yeah. I can't, I don't think Millsap thought he'd finish second in point.
2: Yeah. Here's, yeah. A, here's JT's sleeper pick.
0: Uh, I'm th- I think, when I think of sleeper, I think like, wow, that guy just got on the podium. Holy crap, I didn't see that coming. You know what I mean? That's what I think well, of. Well, whatever. And I uh, don't...
2: God, JT, we're not, this isn't, you know, rocket science. However you want to do it, just give us a goddamn sleeper.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like we go back at mid-season and the end-of-season podcasts. I'm like, oh, you were so wrong on that one. Nice sleeper. You're a jerk. You know what I mean? So, yeah. wow. you really have to put a lot of thought into these things. Um, I still can't cap Kennard. Ah, it's brutal. Uh, can I have Brayton? No. Brayton? No, wait a, a minute. Brayton. Wait a
1: minute. No, if you can pick Millsaps, yeah, okay. you, can pick and you can pick Brayton. I mean, Brayton would no are the same guy. level.
2: You can pick Brayton. Yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah, you can pick Brayton. All right, I'll pick Brayton.
2: All right, so you were so wrong. Wait, no, you weren't. I'd say you hit the
1: nail on the head on that one. You were right. Yeah.
2: Um, Brayton was Brayton was good. Um, got a little for wor- a two
1: week span. He had pulled away from those from that rest of the pack, and he was the guy challenging Villapoto for two weeks.
2: Yeah, JT, why why couldn't he keep that up?
0: I don't know. I, I don't really know what happened. It's kind of weird, right? Um. He looked really strong, and then uh, good. Good question. I I wonder myself. I thought I thought he was on a roll. I thought it was yeah. all coming together, and uh, he looked like he was clearly the guy that was. If anyone was going to challenge Bill Poto, the last yeah. few races it looked like it was going to be him. Right, and then it kind of just turned like turned back the other way. You know what I mean? It was like a pendulum. Like it's it was swinging one way, and all the momentum was going, and then it just all of a sudden, for no reason, just swung back the other way. And yeah, I, I don't know. It had to be frustrating.
2: Yeah, you would think the guy would take the confidence that he could get? I mean, he's not a not a head case kind of guy or nothing, you know. Or maybe he is, you know. But uh, you think he would take that and run with it?
0: Yes, it's. It would be a good question to ask him and see if he even knows. You know, I. A lot of times you don't really understand why things are happening. Like my season this year, I didn't really <laughs> understand why. Yeah. I was crashing and why I was way off the pace at times and all these things. So yeah. he may not know himself. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, and we talked about who will struggle this year too. Predictions on that. Why again? Here's what you said.
1: But this one I think is going to surprise a lot of people. And I would like to be wrong because I like the guy. This isn't a personal thing. But I don't think Weimer will be as good as people think he's going to be. Ouch. Wow. I was I was way wrong on that one. Right wow! The
2: start. Podiumed at the second race of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even Anaheim one was good for him. Yeah, yeah. Fringing on that one. Yeah, not good. I had just my theory was last year. I mean, Supercross was a wash for him. He didn't really get anything out of that. But mm-hmm. but outdoors, you never saw any real signs. And then I really thought uh, the Monster Energy Cup maybe. More of a supercross guy, and he would come into his own a little bit there, plus he didn't have the full field at that race. still didn't see anything out of him um so I was just thinking maybe he doesn't have it, maybe he doesn't have it in the, the four fifty class, but uh man, he was a completely different guy, um especially at the beginning of the year, I mean he was pretty good all around, but yeah, he was kinda different of, guy this year. he
2: was kind of like Brayton, but the opposite where early on he was on the box, fighting for it to be on the box in the mix and sort of regressed and started crashing slash then doing good then slash crashing. So it's, I think one thing we learned and we knew this already, JT, you can, you can vouch for this. 17 weeks is a long fucking time. A lot of racing, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, a guy like Weimer yeah. at first time Brayton's uh second time or third time, but he's been hurt. I don't think Brayton's made it ever through a season before the entire season. Um, It's a long time, right, JT?
0: It is. there's just so much that goes on. There's so many opportunities for things to go horribly wrong, and so much stuff is out of your control. Every weekend there's stuff that happens, crashes, and, you know, it's bad enough when you have to be responsible for the things you're doing and you're making your own mistakes, but then there's so many things that happen that you didn't ask for. Some guy just. Cuts over on you, or runs in you in the first turn, or does this crazy stuff that can put you out for the year, or just put you out for a weekend, or anything stupid. So, um, yeah. And, and what we were talking about Weimar, I kind of felt like that he was he was kind of forcing it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, just felt like he he knew he could be on the podium, and some weekends it, you know, just some weekends it's not going to come to you. Like yeah. you have to be be willing to settle in and take a fifth. And I felt like. He didn't want to do that. He just tried to push through it, and that, that caused him to have some big get-offs at times. But, uh, you know, it's, I guess if you have to choose between a guy who's willing to settle and a guy who's, you know, you know just go for it, you know, mm-hmm. if you want the guy to go for it.
2: Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this. Deal with it. Order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com
2: podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for 32 dollars 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com.
1: JT Racing USA is back to reestablish
0: its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex Field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their
1: all-new ALS 2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over.
0: Yeah.
2: Here's uh, here's who you said would struggle, JT. So, okay, I'll,
0: I'll make my pick. Somebody who's going to have maybe a rougher year than last year and maybe just tougher than last year is Tedesco.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, before he got hurt he even, right? and Before he got hurt, I I didn't think he was that, that good. It was early, but he wasn't.
0: I mean, one of these days you're going to realize that I'm a genius. I don't
2: – I mean – Yeah, no, it's – I mean <laughs> – yeah, you're right. We need to. We need to. No, wait.
0: I know. I just got lucky. I, you know, whatever. Yeah, just had to take a pick on somebody. The, the biggest reason I had for that one was because coming off such like serious surgeries, like he had a knee surgery, then after that was over, then he had a hip surgery, or the other way around or whatever. But man, it's look at my results this year. It's hard coming off that stuff. Right. So
2: um, here's who I said. You know, a guy maybe it's going to be up again I I'll, 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 I'll think Josh Grant is going to have a problem. He's coming in injured. He's on his uh, third team in uh, three years and uh, third bike, and I think a little bit of his magic is gone, coming in hurt behind the eight ball. He, he, I think he's going to have a tough time. Okay, so he got a podium, but did I nail that or did I nail that? Or did I nail
0: that? I just, you nailed that. You nailed that. Nailed it. Yeah, you got that one. I'll give, I'll give you one. You got that one. Swish.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he did struggle. But he got hurt again. And, you know, he was out for a while and came back. And at times he was terrible. But, I mean, and at times he was awesome. Second place, New Orleans.
0: And, uh, that Salt Lake he Race, he rode amazing, though.
2: He did. He was awesome he, in Salt
0: Lake. One key of race. his best rides of the year, and I held him off. You did? You did, yep. yep.
2: Well, the uh, the dreaded two three three one, that uh, you know no one else could do, was really the key in that race. I felt.
0: Well, sometimes they build sections where the men have to step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I just felt like when I walked the track, this is my spot. Yep. I felt I felt a way to have an advantage here, but you're gonna really, I, you really had to go for it. It wasn't like no, yeah, you know, it was commitment know, 15 time. Fifteen guys are gonna do this, and I hope to be one. It was just one of those deals where out. I stepped up and did it. he even tried. he did it a couple times. A
2: couple. couple. But, yeah,
0: but uh, it was just one of those things where I, I felt like, that, you know, I yeah. was head and shoulders above the rest of the field there.
1: They oh. didn't have the, the scouting book on you, huh? Josh Grant did not have that move scouted. He had no counter for it.
2: The, the well, Thomas you know, trait.
1: One of those
0: of, things where you need spotters.
2: The Thomas trait in the book is he pulls weird shit out. He pulls it out. And, and no, and he didn't, Grant didn't, didn't, didn't uh, adjust to that. We know, all your know-,
0: enemies, so yep. say, know your enemy, Steve. I always say, no, your enemy.
2: Hey, l- let me ask you this. And that's about all the clips we got. We got a couple more, but I don't know we can play them or whatever. Um, here, here's the thing. I asked, I've been asking people this, um, and I, and, and I, and I have my own feelings on it, but JT, why all the injuries this year? Is it just one of those years? You know, I, I went back and I looked at stuff and 1998 was much similar to this year, um, what's What's all the injuries? Is it a trend? Is it a pattern? Or is it just one of those years?
0: And this is totally my opinion. People could disagree and whatever. It, it's just my opinion from having been out there, uh, mainly in getting my butt kicked all year, was I think the pace was a huge factor. I really do. I think that, I mean, guys were going so fast. And if anything goes wrong, then... Going the pace and the, and the edge that people are pushing, bad things tend to happen.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I, that's just my opinion. I, I'm not but, saying I'm right or yeah, that's me, the final say. That's just my opinion.
2: Let me ask you this. Uh, but Villapoto's crash could have happened anywhere. Uh, Dungey crash at home. Um, but is that, I mean, that's my sort of thinking as far as flukish. But you're still saying. And, I mean, you're out on the track. I have four Manitoba titles. That was a long time ago. Case wasn't as high back then in Manitoba that it is now. And so, I mean, you're saying that without a doubt, and don't just chalk this up, JT, because, you know, you didn't have a good year. You're saying without a doubt you think it's faster than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I, I don't think that every single case you can look at was, you know, oh, he was just trying to go too fast. But mm-hmm. I think as a whole, if you look at how many guys were out, it was a result of everyone's, trying to up the bar. I think everyone is, is forced to push so hard now. I mean, you can't you can't just ride around and, and be complacent out there anymore. You can't. You have to sprint everything you possibly have, and I, I learned that the hard way this year, and it took me, you know, I still really didn't have it dialed at any point, but you had to have, I mean, you had to be 100% of your speed every lap, you know, out there. That's just how it was. That's how it is now. It's just so much different than, when, you know, years passed, it wasn't like that. I, I can 100% remember just finding a pace that I was comfortable in and riding it, and that was, you know, I would get a decent result out of that. Okay. Now it's every single ounce of, you know, sprint that you have, and that's what everyone else is doing. And, you know, unfortunately, it's, there's it seems like there comes with casualties and crashes and big mistakes because of it.
2: Mm, interesting. What do you think, Wigat?
1: Um, I'm always big on the, you know, injuries happen all the time. It's nothing new. It's not a trend. There's nothing you can really point to. Right. Yeah, you said 98 was bad, and, and 2003, I remember being bad. That was where we had same podium in the last six races because they were the only three factory riders left racing at all. Um, I thought that all along until this year I started watching <coughs> some of the older races for some of the stories we were doing online, and I remember these races in my head you tend to think you're looking at the same thing until you actually look and you're like, man, they're going in slow motion. And you look at 1998 or 1993, you know, you know the vision you have of Jeremy McGrath on a CR 250 is that's about as good as it gets. He's the all time King. He's the best. And you watch that and you're like, that was as fast as they could go. Um, Obviously it's not the riders. It's the evolution of bikes and tracks and bikes, especially. And I just, have to think that if you're going 10 miles an hour faster through every section and jumping 30 feet further through every section, right. occasionally there's going to be. I don't know if you get more injuries, but when you get them, they're bigger. Well, they JT can't see how there wouldn't be a correlation there at all. Like there has to be some correlation.
2: JT has mentioned this enough that I truly think that it. He goes to sleep like some people go to sleep thinking of dreaming of winning the lottery. Some people thinking you know of getting in an orgy with a bunch of supermodels. I truly believe JT goes to sleep at night dreaming of having his 450 in 1995. Am I, or, I mean, am I correct, JT? You've mentioned this so many times.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would probably be. I don't know if 95. MC was so good okay. back then. Okay. Well, but maybe a little bit sooner than that.
2: Okay. But there is you, no doubt that the, that, oh, the, that the world's best racers, when I, and I watch as many of the old races as anybody, they look rough out there compared to our guys now. And it's not anything. And it's not oh, saying it would be
0: anything. <laughs> I would be the one in hot tubs with cigars and strippers. (laughs) If only. I would be the one naked with my hand on my chin with a bad boy tattoo on my arm. With a
2: pair of boots on.
0: Totally. That would be me. All those stuff. All those ads combined. I would have won like 150 races (laughs) in a row.
2: Why, guy? how's that time machine working out? Uh, Are we getting anywhere on it?
0: They wasted all their technology building 454
1: strokes, darn it. It's going to make a time machine no, for them.
2: You're totally right. The the guys, and, and they're my heroes, and, and they're all our heroes or whatever, but uh, no doubt, more mistakes made, shittier tracks, more clipping of jumps and all that stuff. The guys today are so precise, so on it.
1: So I just think, I mean, crashes happen. They're always going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if everyone's going 10 miles an hour faster or whatever it is, they're clearly going faster. Yeah. Some... So there's some measurement. We don't have radar guns, but I guarantee you they're going faster. Cliff Nobles does. You hit the ground harder.
2: Cliff Nobles, What's probably, that? Cliff Nobles probably has one in his Rhino.
1: Well, I'll give you the example. I rode with him in that at Daytona, and know. the thing had a top speed of 49, and we couldn't keep up with Stewart. And, by the way, it was raining, and he was jumping the triple and the finish line jump, and so he must have been close to 60. Right. So if you go down like, say, Stewart did last year, which is around the same section, at that speed, dude, look out. There's right. no way they were going 60 miles an hour on the 252-stroke days in mud and sand and rain.
2: Did we have any hanny predictions on that preseason podcast? I don't feel like I would like to v- yeah. revisit those.
1: <laughs> we, we did. I didn't, I didn't take the clips. We were um, yeah. We were all pretty far off. I think we all expected to see flashes, um, inconsistency and flashes of brilliance. Instead, we got actually some consistency and no flashes.
2: Yeah, that was weird. We did see that, didn't we? Yeah, it was.
1: I, I think he was probably the most opposite of what you'd expect of maybe any rider. Yeah, in my opinion, he was.
2: All right, JT.
1: Where was it?
0: It was weird, right? Um, where was it, I think? Where was the magic? I don't know. It, I think we kind of were a little bit on the ball with the seventeen races. Going to be a long time to hold it together. Type yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like the. It was like a complete opposite of what I have ever seen from Josh Hansen. The, you know, the blazing speed, you know, second, third, fourth place lap times in practice wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And it was just this guy that, you know, was he was fast, don't get me wrong, but I, you know, always there, putting in the laps, you know, yeah, that star still there, comes towards the front.
2: There were uh, many times that uh, I, he got his placing – from others making mistakes and him just riding a consistent race.
0: Yeah, it was strange. I I, I don't know anybody that would have. He, I don't think even Josh Hansen would have predicted that because I think he would have been – he thought he would have been faster at times. Right. Um.
2: I don't know. Why, why, again, you're starting a team tomorrow, but you have to pick either Weston Pike or Bobby Canari for a spot. Who do you pick? Who do you pick?
1: Yeah, I mean what as do you far as I know why you're asking this question because the results were almost mirror images. Did They end up next to each other in points.
2: What yeah, Canari didn't make Canari's bike broke in the in Vegas and he didn't make the main. Uh so Canar, so Pike passed him. But Canari yeah. was ahead of him after, you know, most of the year. But uh, Canari missed the first two or three.
1: Um if it's is it just for next year? Like who would I want on my team next it's year? It's
2: just for next year.
1: Just for next year. Because here's the thing. I think Canary's um, upside, like his better races, I think were better than Pike's better races. Um, So for next year, I guess I'd – honestly, if you're a team manager, you're going for the ceiling. You're not really going for the consistency. The ceiling is what you really want. And I think Canary's a little bit better there. Now, the thing is that Canary's been around longer than Pike. Pike might have more room to grow and improve. But I'd say if it's just for next year, barely, but I would – I would give the nod to Canary. Plus, he's a awesome guy to hang out with. Does that count <laughs> something.
2: JT, what do you pick?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. I just flip a coin. Honestly, it's just too hard to pick. I, I don't know. Okay. I felt like that. I felt. I felt like that. Bob showed um, some serious speed at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really, really impressive speed. Uh, but I felt like Weston was more consistent um so I, I don't know i don't think you could really go wrong based on this year you could go wrong with either one they're both really really impressive and i don't think many people expected results like that from either one of them so yeah uh you know pretty impressive I, i'm glad to see it because i like both guys so it's cool
2: i, I um i didn't think matt Gurkey your teammate jt your feeling teammate would be as good as he was Now he finished pretty far back of those guys in points He missed some races um the first two or just the first one, I'm not sure. But um, he was a consistent main event guy. And I don't know if he's ever been that way on um on a 450 before. What do you think, JT?
0: I knew he was, yeah, I knew he was very much capable of that. Uh, you know, I had been racing with him in Europe also. And, I mean, he's always been really fast. On wide spikes, 450 outdoors when, you know, when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. He's always been really fast. So, I knew that was. He had that in him, no problem. Uh, it's just all the other stuff, staying healthy, and all, all the you know having a good team behind him and a good bike, and all those things. So uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big surprise to me at all. Um, I was just happy that he was able to, you know, happy to do it for our team.
2: And you know, what sucks is guys like uh, Pike. Pike's got nothing for the outdoors. Canari Canari, Gurky, has got to go to fucking some Canada, some country called Canada. Uh, uh he doesn't have to. He
0: doesn't, those guys I don't I don't think he has to.
2: Well, here's here's my point. Is those three guys are going to be outside looking in next year come Supercross rides and the Austin Stroops and Nico Izzy's of the world will have 450 rides. And they will probably maybe go a little faster and then they will get hurt. And Canario will have to step in again. Just my <laughs> just you know and Pike will be there again, so.
0: I yeah, I agree. I don't think it's fair though to want um, Lump, well, Izzy, and Stroop in together this year, just this year, because Nico was much, much better. And if you put, you know, West Coast and then 450 together, he was pretty much out there almost all year. So, and he had some, he had some really impressive rides. He was fastest in practice many times in the West Coast. And,
2: well, but, uh, I mean, you can 450, can't,
0: he was the top three in practice, and then, you know. But like real, place to Vegas, real and...
2: results on paper, he really just had the Vegas ride. Like actual real results, I know what you're saying when you can go yeah, that he fast get some, that...
0: some decent West coast lights rides, though, which is what he was hired to do
2: um, decent I'll give you that some decent oh okay that's just something.
0: i mean he he got like, I know he got a fifth at one race, I watched it uh you would say that's probably where you expected that that's a good ride for him, looking at the talent in the class and him coming off injuries and all that kind of stuff I, I don't know I thought he had a i thought he had somewhat of a comeback season you know obviously paper-wise results weren't great right. but he showed that he had speed and he had you know mm-hmm. he, he was back on the right track which I, I didn't I hadn't seen, seen in a little while
2: all right let's move on to the to the lights class or anything else uh anything else with with four for these
1: well you know what uh, we haven't even mentioned really at all is the guy who actually won the title and um the right. guy who's putting the most pressure on him really was Reed um what what could have potentially happened there? I mean, by the end of the year, it was clear that Villapota was the man. He owns the sport now. It's his era. Um, you know, he has taken the mantle. The championships, the numbers don't lie. But Chad was definitely on him. He was riding very well right up to the moment he crashed. Um, we have any idea what might have shaken out? I mean, well, Villapota does not rattle. But Reed was there.
2: Even RV admitted. I did an interview with him, a season-ending interview about the the. The deal, and RV said, "You know, Chad had seemed to step it up in the last couple of races before he got hurt. He had seemed like he'd separated from those other guys."
1: Yeah, I think to to do a season review justice, you need to talk about that. I mean, well, I mean, we certainly impressive.
2: know JT's opinion on that. Yeah,
1: but um, and and we'll see.
2: Well, I mean, I, I mean uh, do it again. RV was uh, he was what we expected. I think um, he was the fastest guy start to finish every week uh he had a bad race in la where he had to come to fifth and he had daytona where i think he got fifth too Uh, other than that i mean he seemed like he could run the pace and i I credit a lot of his stuff jt to his fitness i feel like he was better than those guys do you agree
0: fit wise
2: i mean i know um, it's probably you know like splitting hairs so but
0: yeah I, i mean obviously if you look at Since he kind of got with uh, Alden Baker, I I think yes, there's been a significant difference. But I don't think you can look at this year as opposed to 2011 and say that there was a huge difference fitness-wise or, you know, uh, I don't know. I I felt like Anaheim 1 was a track that he would be very good at just because it was awkward and a lot of outdoor-type obstacles and stuff. Uh, But... I don't think he outfitnessed anyone. I just thought he was strong. Right. You know, all of his aspe- you know, every aspect of his game was was really good. Uh, maybe his bike was better. Uh, you know, obviously he's voiced that he likes the twelve bike better. Right. Um, yeah. I, I. I think he just kind of carried, carried into twelve what he had going on in eleven, and uh, you know, came out came out firing. We do you have know, one cl- we- do what he could do, and
2: we do have one clip here where Weege talks about who. Who wants to win the title? Let's see. He probably makes himself look like a genius. But here, uh, who's going to win the title? Let's uh, let, give me, give me, give me, uh, give me an answer. Why again? Who wins this title down the end of the year?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the safest bet I can, which I'm going to go with Villapoto. But like I said, if Reed and Stewart are holding the plate, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. If Dungey was, I'd, I'd really be pretty surprised.
2: What do you think, JT? So I'm going to go
1: with Villapoto. Hard, very, very close between those other two. JT.
0: Uh, I'm not picking
2: you have to pick know. no, you have to pick no
0: nah, i don't i didn't sign anything
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to pick that's, i don't know man that's what we do I
0: don't know so hard there's just so no hard. I want Chad to win, so i'll pick chad i don't know any of them can win, so i'll pick Chad because I want Chad to win
2: all right well j t. way to way to pick a side on that one, but uh yeah i mean i it would have boiled down to those two don't you feel? Do you guys feel that way? Was Chad separating himself?
0: That's um, tough to say. say I felt like he was way back in. There. in having talking to him, I know he felt like he was onto something. hmm Uh, with the bike and with himself, and it would have been interesting. It's just such a bummer, you know. I, I think years from now we'll look like, we'll look back and say, "Man, that was a real bummer." Because what could have been? I mean. It, Obviously, it's tough to top 2011 season.
2: Yeah,
0: but I just felt like the way Chad was coming around, and how strong RV was, and Dungy wasn't really far out of it at that point yet. Uh, I just felt like it, man. It had all the makings to be another great fight to the finish. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, yep. myself as a as a fan of the sport, I, I felt like I got robbed, you know, just by fate. So, yeah, bummer.
2: Um, 250 class. Anything else about the 450 guys? But let's move on. Let's get this thing going. Uh, 250 class, 250 West class, Tomac, Wilson, Musquin, Seeley were your top four. I think we all kind of thought that those would be the guys. Jason Anderson took a step up late in the season, much to to Wiegand's, uh relief. Yeah. Sipes crashed himself out. Martin Davalos uh, underperformed. And, uh, I mean, it kind of played out the way we thought. Will hung got hurt. Bummer for Will. And uh, But front to front. Start to finish, Wygant, uh Tomac had Wilson covered. He seemed to be able to come through and make a move where Wilson couldn't at times. You agree?
1: Yeah. Um, I go back actually to when he was on a roll, won three races in a row at one point, and then we got the practice in San Diego, and it was really like the Tomac show. Like, people were just watching him just to see what combinations he was going to jump and what kind of whips he was going to throw. I never saw anyone else have that kind of command over a class. Ironically, that's the night he ended up crashing and losing his points lead. But you saw him doing things that no one else in the class could could do. So, I mean, I think the the best guy won that title, even though it was won in kind of weird circumstances.
2: Hmm. JT?
0: Yeah, I agree. I felt like we, we kind of scouted that class pretty well before. Um, I, I thought the dean would be better. I, I didn't think that Tomac would have – uh, that you know I, I, thought, I felt like tomac was a little bit better, honestly, and I didn't see that coming really right uh but i, I felt like everything else and I, th- I felt like we had a really good grip on it, so um yeah, just uh you know kudos to tomac he came in and you know other than that one terrible race, man, he had an unbelievably good series,
2: yeah, yeah, he did and uh, and on the uh, on the east coast um again we Barsha was the favorite, I think, from all of us. I was a little disappointed in Roxon's season. He didn't look as aggro and as scrubbing and as crazy as last year. Do you agree with that, JT? or Do you think he was yeah, a little tamer? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, and,
0: and I don't know if that was injury-related or just mental, yeah. uh, you know, different strategy or what, but he, he definitely looked different. He, he I don't know. I didn't even see the, the – the scrubs that we saw the year before, like you said, just a uh, different. It was underwhelming, honestly.
2: Yeah. You want to? Did he win two? He won one. One race. I know that. But did he win? He just won. Yeah, he won one. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I'm sure he wasn't happy with it. If we um,
2: missed on, if, if we missed on Rocks a little bit, did we miss on Wharton too? Did Did you think Wharton would be this good? I think JT, you might have said, wait, well, hey, watch out for him. That kid's got some." Don't forget about him or something. I I don't I hate to give you this pink. credit. Oh, was that Ping? I don't yeah. know if I
0: did, but yeah. I could I could picture myself saying something that's smart. So <laughs>
2: no, you know what? <laughs> we did the lights with Ping, and and so suck it, JT. Ping, I believe almost for sure said that he was he was a Wharton. Backer. I was thinking he could win a race. I was thinking he did. What's that again?
1: Ping said he could win a race. Yeah, and she was right.
2: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he called that one, and Baggett was was worse. Baggett was worse than we all thought. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um,
1: I thought Baggett. I think we all thought Baggett. <laughs> and we all, I guess it was me, you, and Ping. Yeah. But we all thought that maybe Baggett and um, Barsha would really be the battle. It was mm-hmm. not really between those two. Yeah.
2: And Durham and Bogle. And some other guys. And Durham and Bogle were kind of what we thought. I'm surprised Bogle didn't win a race. I, figured, I thought he'd get a few more podiums and maybe win a race. He had, you know, some self-destruction issues there in the middle of the season. But, uh, you know, nothing I'd think that will hold him back. From from you know his career or anything like that, it's just kind of one of those things that just catches catches up to you after a little while.
0: You know, but so, so when I said that we kind of scouted the West, right? I was just talking completely, you know, out of left field because I wasn't in on that part of the podcast. So <laughs> wanted to clarify that. <laughs> that's Cla- correct. <laughs> but
2: in your head, in your yeah,
0: head, man. you had maybe you did one
2: in your head. Yeah,
1: maybe it was that night. In your head, you had scouted it properly
2: after you dreamed of winning the the eighty seven. Supercross title on your RMZ four fifty. You then dreamt of being in a punch. And I was
0: good that year. Yeah. I was good.
2: Yeah. The way you stuck at the Wardy and Dogger, that was good.
1: Yep. Out jumping Cooper on the catapult.
2: <laughs> yeah, by yeah,
0: Jumping but, through the whoops like nobody's business.
2: Um <laughs> Mookie Stewart wasn't very good. He didn't have a good year. He's too big. I don't know, JT, big what's big. Mookie's deal? He's just too big, right? I don't
0: know. He he was fast. He still was fast. There's just crashes and bad starts and just uh, just a bad series. I mean, I, you know, he was still really good at times. I, like I watched him at Vegas this weekend, and he was he can ride. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like he got worse. Just uh, just didn't seem to work out. I don't. I'm not sure what to attribute it to.
2: Yeah, uh, well, I had bike problems too, which didn't help.
0: He did, man. They had crazy yeah. bike problems.
2: Yeah, they did.
0: Not really sure. It was, seemed like they were always different too. The bike wouldn't start, or the bike would break, or
2: right. Yeah. Can rough, uh?
0: Rough go.
2: I mean, next year, Tomac. I mean, he's he'll defend this thing, right? I mean, who's gonna he? If you take away, like, I think I did a I did the math on this one. It's is Anaheim won in twenty eleven? Wasn't very good, but since then, he's made uh 15, fourteen podiums, and seventeen races. Since uh, wow. since Anaheim won, of, if you don't count Anaheim won uh, last year, where he struggled. So, I mean, that that's domination almost. Considering Wilson made 22 out of 20, no, 21 out of 24 moto podiums. So.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Tomac, that he's not going to, um, you know, I don't think he's going to let any success this year get to his head. I don't know if you guys heard, but his dad is like a mountain bike legend.
2: No, I don't. really
1: did no, really? it doesn't yeah. really get brought that much. No. But I would imagine that he's not going to show up next year with long, shaggy hair and two chicks on each arm. Two chicks on each arm. A mohawk or anything?
2: No, yeah, two, four chicks total. I guess.
1: Yeah, two chicks on each arm, et cetera, et cetera. I think you'll see him just one notch older and better, if anything.
2: And, of course, all of us called the Billy Lenovich comeback. We all had that. Right? <laughs> I mean – that was a, that was a, that was a no-brainer. We could see that one coming a mile away. It's too well. We just knew he was going to come back after you know two years out of the sport and run just outside the top five.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was not an embarrassment at all. It wasn't like a dude give it up. Yeah.
2: What about it's Zach Osborne? Impressive. Zach Osborne making the box too? Man,
1: he was. Well, I'm sure you predicted that.
2: I did. I did. <laughs> I did. That was pretty I'm impressive. Good for Zach. I, I was. I, I did not think he'd be that good. He came out of Anaheim one though in the unseated practice, and you know laid it down, had the fastest time, was in another league, and it was like, oh, shit, wait. Oh, wow. Little Zachy yeah. Boo has something here. So
1: You know, there was another guy, Mathis, who were pretty high on coming in and said he was going to win a race. That was um, Marvin Muskan, or Muskan, Muskan. or a Musk win. Yeah. Um, He didn't get a win. I, I was surprised, yeah. especially after the break when they came back. He looked like he had gone to another level, but didn't end up putting it together at any of those three races.
2: No, no, he hadn't. He had a bad Salt Lake race, too.
1: Um, I was surprised. Me too. He was riding really well. Me I thought too. I thought he could have won any or all three of those going into the races, but then wasn't happening in the actual main.
2: Yeah, he, I would say he was. Yeah, if you had to to, he did he did probably did not meet expectations for his skill level slash uh, bike and all that. You know, so
1: yeah, I know it was his first year, but I'm 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 sure he yeah, expected to French. get a win out of nine races or whatever it was.
2: Right. JT, what's gonna be um, what's gonna be the biggest trending thing that we see in Supercross 2013? What are we gonna see?
0: Well, give me an idea of what you mean by trending.
2: Just give me something, uh, you know, something that um, it's gonna be popular, something that's gonna happen.
0: A theme or something. Yeah, give me a prediction. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. There's just so much uh, uncertainty right now about who's gonna be riding where and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just hope for the sport's sake that, you know, rider health is, you know, a trend. I, I just – that would be awesome if – and just we could have everybody healthy the whole season and be able to witness that. That would be so cool. I just think the talent, the talent level is so high now, and there's so much depth that's, that are capable of running up front. If we could just get a season of everyone healthy – and you know James Stewart in a good place mentally. Trey healthy, you know Chad. You know possibly last season. You know coming in strong. Uh, Ryan, you know Ryan's going to be. I'm sure he'll be fine by then. It would just be so cool to uh, to see. I, I think.
2: Yeah, that would be good. I don't think anybody would uh, would argue with that. Um, I don't know. Well, if I, we'll, I just don't think yeah. we've
0: ever seen a full season like that of what. You know, maybe back in the '80s when it when there was a bunch of guys capable of winning. Yeah, there's just been so much domination in the last couple of decades of our sport, thanks yep. to Ricky and James at times and stuff. Jeremy, that, man, J- it would just be Magad. so cool. Yeah, Jeremy, exactly. Before them, uh, man, if you could just if we could have 17 races where you had no clue who was going to win, and I mean, no idea. Right. That would be that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I'd like uh, chocolate covered. Door, doorknobs and rivers full of gummy bears, but,
0: you know. What Are you, you going to eat the doorknob?
2: I'm just saying, if I got hungry, I would. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty hard to do. But,
1: but it's possible. About? Why did why it not happen? The way 20, 2011 was?
2: Well, we still saw injuries from other guys, you know, just not the top guys.
1: Yeah, but I would say even when the gate dropped in Vegas, you still didn't know who is going to win the main event. You're like it could be any of these guys and I think Reed and Dungie went down in the last turn battling for the lead. Yeah. And I was like That's but I, we went that. I didn't mean, think there's more God God ever was
0: going to the up. best guy. Dino could be coming up. Trey yeah. will be healthy. I mean there's there's even more guys. Like it's going to be even yeah, even Marcia, more.
2: Justin Barsha. Yep.
1: Yeah. Crazy. You know it's very underrated on Barsha by the way is that he has become I don't know where this came from cuz I don't remember him being like that as an amateur or even as rookie year but the last 2 years He's been ridiculous on starts, ridiculous. Um, I don't, how many bad starts has he even gotten? One in the last two years. And outdoors, he gets good starts. He got good starts in all his four hundred and fifty rides he did last year. That's going to make him really dangerous. You know, he. Was, I, I don't remember him being Michael lessie style going coming through the ranks, but
2: yeah, that's a good been point. Crazy with that lately. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right about that. Yeah, I can't. I I'm trying to. As you said that, I'm trying to picture a bad start and nothing's coming up.
0: Every, mention, every race you're going to like, be on is incredibly good at on the starts. That, like, that factory on is really, really good.
2: Like you would know, Joe. Right.
0: Like you no, would know. no, not from, I'm saying just from watching. Right. Just, you know, Will Hahn gets on at whole shots. You know, it, it just like, seemed like that bike was at the front no matter who was on it on the start. Right. Hopefully, right. he gets on a first race whole shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, like that was the trend. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of guys move up, and
1: you never know how they're going to do. But that's one huge, you know, gun in the holster that he's got there, or a bullet in the chamber. Like, if he can keep that trend going, and on that bike, you think he would. That's going to help him immensely being able to challenge those guys. And you know he doesn't care. He's definitely not intimidated by anybody. was that a start, he's going to race him.
2: Wasn't that a Warren song, Bullet in the Chamber?
1: I, you know... Do you know that the guitarist from Warrant used to play the national anthem at the GNCC races on his guitar?
2: No, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he would race 200C win, then in his gear, he would race the morning race and then finish up just in time to do the national anthem.
2: <laughs> JT, awesome. comment.
0: I, I'm dumbfounded. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I am too. I didn't know that. Let's. Uh, that's a good way to end this. across
0: you
1: have Britt Michaels. We have the guitarist from Warren.
2: That's a good way to end this. Uh, this podcast, I think. Just go out on that note.
1: We didn't mention Brayton winning Rock Hard Ride Hard Award, huh?
2: Nope.
1: Did you save that best for last? Is that why?
2: Uh, you know what? Um, Goddamn Ralph Shaheen.
1: Like, Do you have any music that you want to like, you know, <laughs> to introduce or confetti or
2: yeah, special
1: effect
0: to introduce it? That was big.
2: Goddamn Ralph Shaheen. <laughs> You know what he did, did, didn't he, you?
0: did he sway you on Fred Michaels? Did he really sway you?
2: He didn't sway me, but, I mean, he no, he didn't sway me. No, he's a douche. He's a douche.
0: But, <laughs>
2: like, I, I don't know.
0: I will say that anyone, anyone who is that popular in any, you know, in any way, being... This one's called Every Rose Has a Stone it Up! Is good
1: to this Sorry. What
2: was that, JT? What were you saying? Am I, a, am I in a VH1 video right now? Light him up, dude. Light him up. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're both last silent and in the dead of the night. Ah. Uh, if
2: you listen closely, you can hear all the panties dropping right now. Circa 1991.
0: Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not turn out right? I know this
2: Oh, Justin Brayden, you're <laughs> so rock hard. Track
1: trying to hurt you. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you are so rock hard.
0: The sad fact is that we knew the words. Yeah, the I know, word. huh? Yeah, We're just totally oh, ruining really, yeah. this guy, and we all know the words to it. Right, uh, right. So, who's the douchebags? We're actually the lame ones. Who's the douchebags? Yeah, yeah. totally.
2: That's San Diego track. It claimed you, Justin. <laughs> but you got up and rode. And for that, I'm giving you a guitar. <laughs> all right.
1: All dirty
2: to me, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No, listen. The uh, the guy's a douche. He, uh, whatever. He, he got an award. He gave an award. Whatever. But uh, speaking of the the awards banquet, why you weren't there. JT, no. could you? Could Jimmy Johnson have been any worse in his little introduction to the video, like to the awards thing? It's like they said. It's like they were like, uh, Jimmy, uh, we heard you like dirt bikes. Um, okay, here's a microphone and just say this. And then he was like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go, guys. I gotta go. And they just made him do it, right?
0: Yeah, man, I honestly don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> be real, be real honest, He, he
2: introduced an award, why on the screen, so. Um, it's just, just, super, it's just super awkward, though. It did, did, didn't really flow.
0: Wait, Jimmy Johnson had a couple had a couple waters Ford? at the bar, and, uh, yeah.
2: What's that? Why again? Yeah.
1: Jimmy Johnson introduced the Rock Hard Ride Hard Award.
2: No, he just introduced an award. Oh, okay. At, at the banquet, yeah.
0: Oh, I did. I do remember that. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about Brett uh, Michaels. I do remember Jimmy Johnson. I thought it was cool. You don't like it? Yeah. I just thought it was like was cool.
2: super forced and like no emotion and like he didn't even know what well, he was doing. Well, I mean, what do you
0: want him to do? You know what I mean? Like,
2: how about this? To, how about hard this? To have
0: emotion. And thing. Hey. And- you know, hey everybody, Hey
2: everybody! it's Jimmy Johnson 20 uh, time NASCAR sprint uh, champion uh, you know I used to race motocross back in the day and I'm not anywhere like you guys um, I'm not anywhere near as good as you guys but man I love the sport and I follow it every Saturday night and here is the award for um, rising star thanks Instead want that- him
0: to do a mini autobiography followed by a list of his Weekly activities?
2: No, not at all. Not at all. I, instead, you got, hi, this is Jimmy Johnson. The award for a rising star goes to,
0: and and then that was it. That's all. Yeah, I, I feel like you're being a little harsh, sir.
2: I feel like I'm spot on. Okay, hold on.
1: What?
2: Huh?
0: I was just singing, bro. Oh, sorry, bro. All
2: right. Let's go. Let's wrap this thing up. Next week, Motocross Preview Podcast. Um, JT, how is the outdoor testing going?
0: Uh, We did not test today. It rained all day. So I will we'll know more next time I talk to you.
2: So the Supercross title got away from you.
0: And it did. What do I would say I would say I let one slip out of my fingers there. Are
2: you is that no. gonna happen for the I had summer?
0: It. Right. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm ever gonna get over that one. You know those one that just get away and you never really you know, just can't ever let it go. That's how I'm gonna feel about this championship.
2: Well you have the outdoors though, to redeem yourself.
0: I I'm just not in a good emotional place to they ruined manage. you, yeah. Contend for another title right now. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I gotta pull it together.
2: Okay.
1: Alright. I think you need a little rock hard, ride hard, man.
2: Maybe a that little unskinny now. bop, JT? I mean. A little unskinny bop?
0: Yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that.
2: Why is this on my iPod? Why is this on my iPod?
0: I can't. I can't
2: Seriously. Someone should come over and beat me down right now.
0: When you walked your basket house, you listened to unskinny bop, yes or no?
2: No. No, I didn't even know I had this on. Seriously. It's a, it's
0: I'm sure you didn't.
2: I didn't. I, I don't I'm know sure why this didn't. is on. I swear. I mean, every rose has a thorn and something to believe in. Yes. Yes. All day long. Not unskinny bop, though.
0: What is an unskinny bop?
2: You could have asked him at the race, bro. He was probably, you know, at different, different points, pretty close to you.
0: That's, that's the one thing I want answered by someone that knows Brad Michaels. What it is what is an unskinny bop? You can ask Ralph. the guy will do that and ask Ralph.
2: Ralph is such a nice guy, he'll probably ask him for you. He probably really would. All right guys, Jason Wygant, uh, Jason Thomas. Thank you for doing the bto sports.com Racer X podcast show Supercross wrap up. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you uh, at Hangtown.
0: All right. All righty. Thanks. See ya. Later. Yeah.